Mm. Yeah. Mm. I missed that, that intro. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, everyone, welcome to episode 400 of the Bitcoin podcast. It oh, is honey. the final, in quotations, episode of the Bitcoin podcast. We're sunsetting it. I like that phrase. We're going to just ship it out to the sunset. Ship it. And, you know, what will happen after that? Nobody knows. But episode 400, it's a nice round number. We've been at it since 2015. And June, uh, June of 2015. It's actually not that long. That long? It's like only seven years. Seven years? Not that long. <laughs> Just trying to have a moment here. Based on all the yeah. other podcasts that I know. Yeah, that's long. <laughs> Seven years is a long time to do. We were podcast, doing it. Man. We were so good for most. Like I'd say, for most of those years, we were really good about doing it every single week, too. Yeah, very true. Every then there was week. that course of time in which we like had like more than one episode release every day. People yeah. were like, "I can't keep up. There's too much content. Stop it." And then all of those podcasts quit, except for the ones that we were personally doing. Yeah, and some of those quit. Yeah, it really got to a point where we should have like, okay, we need to hire people. We need to get this organized. We need to, um, but but we just we tried to do everything, um, you know, as best as we could with what you know, resources we had, and you know, um, it's been a long ass journey, that's for sure. So I don't know. Let's talk about the state of crypto. <laughs> This is going to be so tough because at the time of recording, I'll let you guys know the time. This is, a le- this is November 9th. 5.06 p.m. Eastern. It's going to go down as a day to remember. November 9th. Remember, remember the 9th of November. Um, crypto, it's the third crypto crisis this year, right? So if you if you run the clock back to like 2013, 2014, Mountain Gox was pretty much the nail in the coffin then. Right. Now we're talking about we've had like three Mount Goxes <laughs> this year alone. And it has been a whirlwind. So something that's most recently happened is one of the largest centralized exchanges, I think it's FTX. It's belly up. It is belly up. And the as these details come out, it's looking worse and worse and worse and worse but this is a big one that hurts this is the first time i think okay yeah this there used to be a saying in crypto a long time ago it was like this is good for crypto anything that happened mm-hmm. remember that Corey? like anything that anything happened. that happened anything not a, anything you, you said it this is good for crypto this is good for crypto yeah this is bad for crypto this one the reason why it's bad is because this was the the mass adoption unicorn project, it looks like. Yeah, I'm putting it up on my screen here uh, if you're watching uh, the live stream. So we got like, as a result of corporate due diligence, as well as the latest news reports regarding mishandled customer funds and alleged US agency investigations, we, Binance, have decided to, we will not pursue the potential acquisition of FTX.com. This is just after them saying like, we're gonna bail them out. And like all of the shenanigans leading up to this. And they're just like, nah. Let it die. Yeah. The, the I don't know reason, why. I think the reason why this one is is so dangerous, as it, like one, this year's just been tough, right? It's been tough to be 
uh, my circles crypto guy uh, in this. And this one's tough because the sheer level of visibility FTX had around the planet makes it tough, right? Um, Tom Brady and Giselle Bucci were invested in this company, FTX. That's a big deal. Yeah, but like... At the same time, like I, this is something someone said. I don't know if it was in the Slack or somewhere else. I don't know, somewhere in the crypto sphere. Uh, it might be like, I don't want to say it. This is good for crypto, but it wasn't solvent. Like yeah, they Joe played a was, risky bet. It was good. <laughs> What'd you say, Jen? I think Joe made a comment that it's good that this was shaken out. Like, it's, wouldn't if, like if we're going to have shitty companies that are doing shitty things and they fail, good. It's just this one got really big before it did it. And a lot of people lose money. The downside is, is that there's like, this is what regulators and VCs and things like that are going to point to. Mm-hmm. And, or like the, where the general public thinks crypto is. And it's not. This is just yeah. doing traditional finance, leveraging crypto. That's it. There's a regular ass bank that used crypto assets and they did it. They did a lot of risky ass shit and didn't have the leverage or backing to do it. Apparently like mm-hmm. not enough that like the largest crypto bank, which is Binance decided that they were not going to acquire them due to what well, I could see what, what it would say here. Uh, corporate due diligence. Pull it back up. Corporate due diligence. CZ said, I put my goon squad on them. There's a there's an allegation that they're like chasing God, which would not great. <laughs> In the beginning, our hope was to be able to support FTX's customers to provide liquidity, but the issues are beyond our control or ability to help. This is Binance, the largest exchange in the world. I think I think they're larger than Coinbase at this point. If not, they're very close. Every time a major player in an industry fails, retail customers will suffer. So yeah, anyone using FTX is fucking suck. Also like. Anything that we thought FTX had is going to suck. So, like, all their holdings are got liquidated. Six hundred and forty-five tokens, according to this leaked balance sheet. I don't know how much I trust that balance sheet because it's like a Google Doc. Sorry, it's a Google sheet that somebody this feels like. This feels like like uh, FTX was like Harvey Dent in that Batman, where he was like playing to like the U.S. Uh, politicians, saying that you know we. We're doing centralized, you know, DeFi the right way. You know, we're protecting our customers' assets. And then, you know, it turns out that they're leveraging, uh, taking leverage trades with their customers' funds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn. Yeah. They're larger than Coinbase, too. Right? Like, they're large. So this is why I respect Lex Luthor. This is why I respect Coinbase and why I know a lot of hard, dead, dead, hardcore crypto people are like, no, no keys, no cheese. It's not your keys, not your crypto. Uh, cool. I like yours that's, better. <laughs> that's not mine. That's not mine. That's Bitcoin Zay. He's the more popular uh, oh, okay, black, okay. black dude in, in crypto. Yeah, he's much more popular than I am. He went the full black route. I decided to stay away from that. But hey, man, hats off to you. But uh, no keys, no cheese. That's his thing. He's been saying it for years, ever since he was gentleman of crypto, and he's still doing it. I think that uh, it's uh, this is why I respect Coinbase is because they don't need to be big. They just need to be right and make people feel good. And 
and just make sure that they're happy. They're, they're making the regulators happy. There's all kinds of I'm looking over my shoulders backwards poses by Brian Armstrong looking into the camera. Right. Like they're really doing. That's the I'm sorry pose, by the way. He's doing it beforehand. Right. He's like, hey, um, you know, it's me and you all the way. Like he's just taking stop it. Using exchange, stop keeping your money on exchanges. Yeah, Corey, but that's easier said than done, dude. That's much easier said than done for people. It's gotten a lot easier than it used to be. That's for damn sure. That's easier said than done because, like, even really wealthy people are—they just want the easy button. People want an easy button, right? And they're like, "Oh, Coinbase, this is easy. Oh, cool. I just link my stuff. Okay, cool, 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 cool." And that yeah, actually like, gets them. Yeah, but like, is that a false sense of 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 security? Right. It's like this, this industry is really risky. We live Period. on false Period. senses of security though. We, everything is, we live on false senses of security. That's all. Everything's got risk involved. Everything. But like pretending or like obfuscating that risk by making it feel comfortable is. <laughs> That's the traditional like, finance way, Corey. <laughs> no, real traditional finance is making a lot of overly complicated words for simple things so that they can take advantage of rubes and repackage shit and sell it to people and call it gold. Like that's, that's most of finance. And that's what people are trying to build like FTX and they, they did do a very good job. Yeah. The, this is this, this one hurts. This one hurts much more than Mount Gox because nobody knew about Mount Gox. Nobody knew. Just people in Bitcoin knew about Mt. Gox. This hurts a lot more than 3AC because really not a lot of people knew about that. But there are billboards with this goon's face on it. And there is a lot, there's a lot of memory going out there. And there's a lot of money pumped in the FTX. And now Tom Brady's fucking involved with Giselle Munchen. Like it's like, oh. And the public is seeing this. Like, I'm talking to my group of friends that aren't into crypto. They're well off, man. They're they've been doctors for a decade and a half. Like surgeons at that and they're like hey man so i sold all my shit crypto is fucking wild and i'm like yeah there's really good 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 there's <laughs> nothing i can tell you that i'm not gonna try to persuade Might you been a good idea yeah. good get away from this shit right now get way fucking far away from it like this is not good this is not good for the public it's not good for anybody right now we got to learn some lessons and go start back at baltic avenue like that's what that's what needs to happen right now. Because I mean, I'm still my, my my career is still based on this ecosystem. And I, I don't I don't I don't foresee leaving it anytime soon. I don't think you have to, right? Because there's no, certain- I won't. Crypto's going to be around. It's just yeah. a matter of like how much does the like when we we started this podcast. The the motto was adoption the only thing that matters. Like the concept of what adoption is, I think has changed drastically. Because like we got adoption. This is mm-hmm. what we thought adoption was or yeah, like man. but it's garbage this is not real adoption and, and i think the real adoption is it's affecting people's lives but they don't know they're using this stuff they're just able to do new stuff they don't they don't use the word crypto or blockchain or transaction they might use transactions they make a transaction but like they're just like i can do this thing now with the with a you know a community and it works that's it it just, it's just it, the infrastructure of all this stuff works should be built buried so far down mm-hmm. that we don't have to use the same damn words. Like, it, we don't have to tell people they're using NFTs. It doesn't no. fucking matter. You don't have to use the word NFT. It's the next. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Corey. I absolutely am with you. I think the next iteration of crypto 
take all these words away from everyday people. I don't want to walk into work and see the guys that, you know, that I have lifting fucking two ton slabs of rock say, hey, man, have you seen that new NFT project? Non-fungible tokens, baby. I'm like, you shouldn't be saying those words. You don't know what those words mean. What is ERC-721? Why are we having this conversation? We should not be having this conversation. Like the tech needs to get buried deep and then shit needs to just start working. And guess what? It's going to centralize. We talked about this, Corey. No, well, there's going to there's gonna be winners. There will be, there will be, be winners. winners. That doesn't mean it's centralized. Okay, like stop saying that fucking word. Like everyone just stop saying that word. Which stop one? saying decentralized and we're, centralized. We're banning so words, stupid. baby. Banning words on the Bitcoin podcast. It's such a one. stupid well, there's so many degrees of centralization. Like if you look at Bitcoin or Ethereum, arguably the two most decentralized blockchains out there, like the there's a central source of truth. So but we're talking about for most of the time, if people say decentralized, they're talking about decentralization of power such that a small number of individuals can't screw over everyone else. But like, it's still centralized. The, the information is purposefully centralized. There's one ledger that everyone has. And also like perfectly, quote unquote, like everything being equal for every participant is incredibly unrealistic and inefficient for a lot of applications. So for a specific application, there exists a, appropriate amount of decentralization in various dimensions and talking about it so blatantly like it's not decentralized is such a stupid fucking argument there's there's more to it it's basically like what are my expectations and who can stop me from doing those things and if the answer is one guy it's probably bad yeah Mm. i watched uh, a lecture given by vitalik years ago uh at Stanford in uh, in a classroom that's dedicated for I think medical students, and he was talking about what decentralization actually meant in terms of the context of Ethereum being able to run a node. And in that specific context, he said anybody like average Joe should be able to take their computer and participate in the network. And if they can't, and it requires a supercomputer or you know basically um, non accessible off the shelf equipment then you're no longer running you know a network that is adequately in in his words decentralized yeah and that was one of the main goals of ethereum was to maintain the like inclusion of access for participating to be done by commoditized hardware like they, they wanted to make sure that everyone could participate and it didn't coalesce into this kind of mining farms high capital low uh like low margins enterprise that Bitcoin is today. And that was, that was the way in which they measured decentralization is who, who has the ability to participate in this thing reasonably. And, but like when you look at the distribution of those things, it's not as decentralized as it could be. You don't like that word? Sorry, Wayne does not like like the word commodity. Oh, let's throw that out there because Wayne just said, Corey, you better shut your pie hole, buddy. You better shut your pie hole. What's wrong with the word commoditized? Shut your shut your pie hole. Bracket you, better now. Take, you better you gotta put some pie in that pie hole. You better stop using words you're not supposed to use. First of all, what I want to know, Jesse, 
You can yeah. back me up on this. Why is Corey's camera so much better than ours? Like, I want to look at him. It's literally the same camera. We all have the same camera. Like, How is yours so the... much better than mine? There. Uh, there. It's kind of better. Oh, well, now it is. more light. How are y'all doing this? I want to look as good as y'all. You literally have the same camera as we do. That's why We've I'm been asking. This. Hold on. I don't know. Using Logitech? Am I? I, my room is a little dark. You think that's it? It's, you your room is not dark. And use a light. No, it's very dark. I don't have the lights on in here. It this looks, is all coming it looks from like you're the in monitor. the matrix. You're in the what is it? What is that white white room that homeboys in the matrix? This is, this is not the first time we've it's seen the training room. Oh no, I don't. Is that the training room? Well, the training room is one. Dear Lord, I'm gonna kick you out of this, Jesse. Uh, the architect. <laughs> Come the on. architect. No, no, the white room. What is it called? Oh, when he first enters the matrix. I have no yeah. idea. The construct. Oh, there we go. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called construct. Okay. So Let there be light. It's not as good as you guys, but we'll see. Maybe I should get the camera closer. Sorry. It's just called the construct. There we go. So, anyways, um, yeah. To, to, to put it frank, I hate that our last episode is on such a low note in crypto right like i'm excited i mean i don't know like if y'all were y'all been listening all these years and y'all been hodling hodling plussing yeah that word i mean in as an adjective hodl plussing uh you're doing okay very true i've also seen a lot of people come through the slack community and build careers and make a lot of friends and build a network out of it and that's they're probably doing okay for themselves or at least they're able. They're going to be able to do okay for themselves, not doing now. Like yeah. this, this industry isn't going away, and there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to be built off the backs of what we built so far. This, this is, I don't think it's it's low because prices are down, but who cares? That's true. If you if you're a member of our community, then you're and you've been a member of our community this whole seven year run, you're probably doing all right. We we try to drop dimes in a very non like. Financial advice, hashtag, you, you know, hashtag not <laughs> financial advice, hashtag not legal advice, hashtag. We just have gut feelings about things and we try to drop dimes in the show as like, hey, right now would be probably a good time to, uh, you know, you know, change those numbers if you want to. Hashtag not investment advice. But like you just got to you. I think I think it's been a good run. Honestly, do I, I think I've, we've interviewed. Hundreds of people, close to a thousand. I know that. I know we've got almost a thousand episodes worth of shows out there. We've had in the run of the Bitcoin podcast from the Bitcoin podcast network. We at one point had 10 shows. The Ethereum show. Um, Dose of Ether. Dose of Ether. No, we had an Ethereum podcast. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, uh, Evan Van original show. Yeah. Before he went straight ETH Maxi, but I think he's doing that as a joke. Honestly, it's partial parody that I think he's leaning into and believing. Like he's become the. It started out ironic, but like with everything that, like when someone does ironically for a long period of time, it just becomes a part of them and they actually are that person after a while. Like, name name someone who can do something ironically for years and then not just do it naturally and become that person. I do that. Like, I actually say bro now. You I started out saying it ironically. Oh, shut up, bro. But like now I just do it. And now I'm like, oh shit, that's probably what that wasn't really ironic. I actually meant it. 
I wanted to. That's why I didn't start the Kara Chardy McTriangles because I didn't want to get too mm. into it. I did not want to get too into. I that really character. wish that you had like a very in-depth <laughs> triangle theory for trading <laughs> <laughs> that was based out of nothing. Just, just it was it was developed as a parody to triangle Mickle people, and then you did you. Yeah let into it so hard you believed it because it worked a few times you're like listen listen bro i, I think about it something like these yeah. triangles are they may work like <laughs> i knew this whole time the law of signs was gonna work i knew the <laughs> whole time nobody nobody is looking at these triangles like i'm looking at them like I, oh my god charlie mctriangles would have been is this a reverse favorite. teacup <laughs> no oh, yeah it. that Where was my it? favorite it was my favorite, favorite one the first teacup. teacup. There it is, right there. I'm betting it all in. I hit it like one out of ten. Times. You guys, do you guys have any friends who are quants? Like, like real quants, or yeah, or like real quant. quants. No, no, no. I'm talking about like a real traditional yeah. finance, like Jane Street quants. Yeah, I'm talking about. Ant-Man? You know, Yatsik was a high performance trader. So why did he come into crypto? He likes crypto. He cares about self sovereignty. Interested in distributed networks. Yeah. Does that shit actually work? That's 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 what? my question. Like, does, I don't think it works, dude. That's I think you just gotta be on the inside, and you gotta well, bust your ass to get no, no, there. No, no, it's the same. Like the the equivalent is what is the current? Let me look at the reading. highest. Yeah, hard to look at it this algorithms. way. So, like, we're reproducing that world in the MEV world of how fast can I basically like manipulate transactions in such a way that my I, I can sandwich someone. I can incentivize. The miner to sandwich this transaction before someone else can. There's a whole bunch of MEV strategies of extractive value, but like that was the physical equivalent of high frequency trading when they had to do, when they had basically had to make regulation for the amount of wire uh, that was sent to the uh, the, the trading offices because mm-hmm. people were basically buying up real estate that was closer and closer and closer to the to the servers so they can have you know millisecond time advantages to trading to others because they were able like if you know what's going to happen the specific amount of time you're guaranteed to make money so they basically had to standardize the amount of distance of, of actual cable because the limiting reagent here was like the speed of light in a cable to these to these firms so that they were all on same amount of cable and they couldn't cheat because it worked it was a hundred percent and so being a human in this game it no longer works because it's all run by machines and algorithmic trading do magnets fuck it up we don't have that issue with stuff anymore man what sometimes magnets, so magnets are going to ruin most of the electronics that we use today this is like a really big magnet sometimes i feel so out of touch since when did magnets stop breaking shit I've been avoiding magnetized shit for a very long time. I don't even stand too close to the self-checkout because I got the little magnet in there. And when you scan stuff, you get like ops out of using the airport checking thing. Well, you got to go through that. Like, you know, you can't, can't avoid that at all. Anyways, anyway, sorry. I, I got distracted. Um, I yeah, really I'm distracted. looking at like there was a platform called, called Quantopian, and everything was like a cloud library for back testing. You know, any any sort of mm-hmm. like off the shelf algorithms that they that you could think of. Um, and uh, posted a, a link to one guy's 
trading algorithm that I guess put him in the top 10. Uh, I just remember that this this platform went under. I'm not entirely sure why, but I do remember seeing that people people came up with um with algorithms that had pretty decent returns. This one has 16.95% returns, but I don't know on in what time period. I, I yeah. I know I, I know it's possible, like, but like I, voodoo. I, I know it's possible, but I think this is just my assumption. I yeah. think it's possible before big whales start getting in on it, and it's no, just like it's a not, natural it's not static. Well, it's not like static for game. Example, when I was trading, Whenever either, I have a strategy, and it gets and it gets the the process of implementing a strategy in the open market will change the dynamics of that market such that it's no longer like eventually once especially once people catch on it will no longer be the optimal strategy so it's always this cat and mouse game of how do i understand what's currently going on and make bets that i can do better in the process of doing better they'll change the market and someone else needs to do better and like so that, that so this is this constant change in what an optimal strategy would be and you know, shit happens in markets. So like mm-hmm. there's so many different variables depending upon what quote unquote, like a price. Aren't you just like blindly trying to feel out whoever's the bigger whale than you, whoever's moving the markets in a way that you're not? Isn't that what it you're doing with humans, right? Markets are just humans assigning value to arbitrary things. Some of those things, a lot of those things, well, I guess for traditional finance, most of those things, uh, don't have any real value behind them because they're derivatives. But like the basis, the foundation of all these things actually has utility somewhere. So you have some level of like first approximation to what the value of that thing is based on its utility in the real world. Uh, like for like trading spaces, it was like orange juice concentrate. That was the example they used. And then you build just mountains of derivatives on the top of these things that are bets on bets on bets on bets on bets, which dramatically increases your leverage. And based on how all those things work, you can come up with strategies to try and move things in a specific way to, you know, to put 100 million in and get 103 million out. Um, and people are trying to rebuild that on crypto where the underlying asset doesn't have that strong first approximation of utility yet. So of course it's 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 incredibly volatile and the ones who you know play close to the edge are gonna get burned. This is why FTX got burned, because they tried to do a bunch of shit based on an incredibly volume like volatile asset that they didn't keep enough reserves. One of the comments in that CZ, which is the CEO of Binance, made in in a lot of this acquisition stuff is like, we don't use B and B as underlying collateral in our ecosystem because that's how you that's how you play dangerous games. Like they did. Mm. I had a conspiracy about today that I don't wish to. I don't wish to talk about on the show right now, but let's just hope that I'm wrong. If you join the Slack, you can find out that shit I was talking. But um, yeah, I don't know. Crypto. It's it's a one thing that is pretty bright for us personally is that today. We crossed the 4 million total downloads mark, which, holy cow, I wish we put a price on 4 million things and sold it. That would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But instead, we've just been doing a free podcast and people have downloaded it 4 million times. 
Probably more, but those are just the hard downloads. That yeah, across the various shows, four million episodes. It's not bad. So, it's so like very, still like a fraction of what Joe gets for a single episode, but fuck him. He gets like four million downloads a sh- an episode? Wait. Really? It's like 30 million or something stupid. Huh. Well. Um, yeah, CZ yeah. said two big lessons. Never use a token you created as collateral. Don't borrow if you run a crypto business. Don't use capital efficiently. Have a large reserve. Binance has never used BNB for collateral and we never taken on debt. So like that was his like assessment of the current situation of FTX. Mm. And here we are. Does Coinbase so, have any debt? I don't know. Maybe. You know, one good thing things. that is coming out of this is people are trying to be more transparent about their reserves. We'll see if they yeah. see if they do right. Like we've, we've had proof of reserves. Reserves. We've had that forever. No one does it. Like that technology, the proof of reserve. Like Dan Benet made that years ago, and has been trying to like lobby it to the different things, to the different exchanges, to show that they have these things. And not a single one has implemented, as far as I understand. So Binance said that they are going to do that soon, right? You saw that. Too. Said it. See if yeah. they do it. Yeah. yeah. That'll be interesting. I think Coinbase I think that shows you, right? Coinbase shows you like what their balance sheet is in terms of customer assets and how yeah, much yeah. they have. That's how much they say they have. We're talking about on chain proof, right? There's a way you can prove it. On chain cryptography. Right. And there's not I also not Benet did it, but also uh what's his name? Avalanche. He had he had a protocol for it on the Bitcoin blockchain to prove proof of reserve. Oh, that was a vault, I think. Damn, how do I don't forget his name? He's like one of my Kevin favorite Kinsreer. people. Kunsreer. Jeez, I'm sorry, dude. You're like one of my favorite people in crypto. It's just been a long day watching the internet get FTX. And you hear Colin's, Colin's impression of him, which is probably the best impression I've heard so far. <laughs> I got to hear it one day. Colin, I'm, I know you, you might be watching. Can you give us that impression, but in your new metaverse thing that you're doing? Because that shit is hilarious. Yeah, put that in the Slack as you're listening to us, if you're still listening to us, <laughs> and I will play it on the show. Oh, man. Um, maybe we should do some, like, let's think back on the years type conversation. Like, Little how B-man. much, huh? Uh, like, who was it? Who was that one rapper that we interviewed at the conference? What was his name? Oh, my Little God. Boosie. Little Boosie. Mm. That was a moment. That was a Just moment. Experiencing him in real life was a moment. It was Lil Boosie on the right and a furry convention on the left. That's right. That was happening. And we time, were in the middle of building. it. And it was just the mo- one of the most surreal moments of my life. That, this that is what, Texas minute, Bitcoin Conference? The, yeah, the Texas Bitcoin Co- Super Conference or something like that. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, dead now. Daddy, Daddy McDedderson. Um What? He's dead? Yeah, he's a real he controversial died? character. John McAfee? Yeah, John McAfee. Oh, McAfee, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was there as like the as the as the keystone or the highlight show. And he's like, You want to go talk yeah. to him? I was like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I learned a lot about you learn a lot about crypto like enthusiasts of all types when you go to these conferences. And one of the things that happened to me at that conference, we were all eating lunch, right? And then like the lunchroom clears out. And I was like, huh. And then this guy comes in and he's cleaning the lunchroom 
with us, Corey. You probably don't remember this. He's cleaning and he was like, Hey, uh, are you guys here for the crypto conference? And we're like, Yeah. And he goes, Well, you know John McAfee's about to talk. He's on the main stage right now. And I was like, You couldn't pay me to watch that guy talk. And he was like, Yeah, well, he's worth billions of dollars and you're here eating cold chicken. So and I was like, God, fuck, fuck you, cleaning guy. That's, that's like exactly like I'm so mad. I was like, ah. You see how many hats we gave out today? You shut your mouth. Yeah, we gave out hats. We had the best spot in the hallway. I feel I regret giving out swag at that place and not to people who would actually care about it. So, Guarantee, there's a bunch of swag just like either just sit in someone's closet. They have no idea who it is. Yeah. We gave out like a lot of money worth of swag for free that day. Anyways, just all memories, but that was a good memory. Um, also interviewing uh, what's her name? Uh, I know if it's that, it can't be that memorable if I don't even remember her name. Uh, the musician Imogen Heap. Imogen Heap. That was a big, big moment for us. Uh, I preferred Rack. Wait, how did she sing? Can you can you do an impression? Not without oh, auto tune. Uh, <laughs> what <to> say? <laughs> That's how it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was good. Um, can we do like can we do a throwback like D impersonating a black guy talking about crypto? Oh man, that was a long run. I don't even remember some of the impersonations. First, like twenty episodes, D would impersonate a black, like a celebrity yeah. black guy talking about crypto. Yeah, I did Denzel. That was I was like, "All oh, you motherfuckers, better have your own keys if you're trying." <laughs> it was stupid. It was it was really stupid. Uh, where I was just a black guy impersonating black guys talking about crypto. So that was the thing. Um, Eric Voorhees was like episode three for us. And I remember I almost pissed my pants. I was, I don't know why I was so nervous. Cause like we just tweeted at him and I was like, Hey Voorhees, you want to come on this show called the Bitcoin podcast? He was like, yep. I was like, Oh shit. Oh, this works. And then then we, (laughs) you know, we talked to him about, well, one thing I can say about that guy is if you ever feel there's two people in crypto, if you ever feel do Mr. T right now, I can do Mr. T right now. You listen here, you dry turkeys. You need to be listening to Mr. T and you need to go out and get yourself a ledger. You need to go out and get yourself a ledger so you can put your private keys and you can have custody of your own things. Okay. You can have custody of your own crypto. You don't need no Coinbase. You definitely don't need no FTX. Too soon. You need to go out and get your own shit. All right. I pity y'all. I pity you, Mr. Bankman Freud. Freed? Friedman? Right. What's his fucking name? Fried? I don't give a fuck. Comb your hair. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. I gotta let Thank you. Know. Thank you. Thank you. What else? Extremely well done. <laughs> um, you can keep rattling those all call and I'll, I'll go back into it. Uh, what, was, what, was <laughs> I to, what was I about to talk about? What was I about to talk about? Mr. I forgot what we were talking about. Shit. I don't know. Memorable moments. Uh, I was talking about what you say? What you say? We went. We went talking about black people. Oh, Jesse, what about you? There's two people. Hold up. My memorable moments were from oh. when we were doing coding sessions. To be quite honest, when we were doing crypto zombies, trying to work our way through, trying to push out <laughs> NFTs on Ethereum. 
that was fun. And then D was like, you know, asking me all these questions about, um, you know, why is this named this way? Man, coding people are so dumb. Like they name <laughs> things stupid. Like they should just make, make them make sense. And I was like, I can't help you D. That's just, that's just the way things are. Yeah. When he, it was a sad realization for me. We went from, we went from what the headers to what was it? We changed the name of it. Just the headers. Just no, we went from just the headers oh, to, to what, the headers. what the headers. Yeah. And I was trying to learn how to code with Jesse, and it went from zero to one hundred too fast for me. Like I was like, oh, this is easy. Like crypto zombies, I get it, cool. And then it was like lesson two. Yeah. Actual coding. <laughs> and I was like, you were like, this, this is, is happening. So easy. And then like on yeah. lesson three, you were like. Yeah, I'm copying and pasting this. Like, I'm just gonna hit show answer. <laughs> <laughs> I would go show answer to see how wrong I was, and then just copy and paste. I was like, oh, I guess that works. I don't get it. And then I just started complaining about coding in general. I wanted to actually go backwards, like for humans. Like, I was like, this is stupid. This is. I feel like there's no human connection here. We need to do away with this. Computer science needs to be. I was. I was getting upset. I was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Why does this go right to left? That one goes left to right. What's going on here? Oh, it's not working because there's a parenthesis. Okay, I'm yeah. done with this. I was like, I'm done. I remember, I was- I remember doing the the uh, the just the headers show with you, and we were like scrambling every thirty minutes before each show, having to put together like headlines. It's like, oh, fuck, right, is this your week? I had that big spreadsheet oh. that kind of yeah. populated. That was nice. Spread, he, put that, he put that together. It got too large and it stopped loading fast. So that was one of the impetuses why I quit. Because I was like, I'm tired of pruning all these headlines just so we could prune them more for a show. I didn't want to do it. And then two... Well, it people, started becoming more of the same, right? It was like, okay, hack. Okay. Uh, regulation. Somebody, yeah, regulation, hack somebody's insolvent uh for whatever reason somebody died but they faked their death um whatever like just there was no there was no substance it was just yeah i don't know i did i did uh i did a word journalism and crypto is bad oh god i can understand why that lady laura shin spun off her own podcast to actually talk about kind of meaningful things because I think yeah. she used to be a core contributor of like what Coin Coindesk or Coin Telegraph, one of them. Uh, I can't remember. But she I did do know. maybe Forbes as well. I don't know. Yeah, she she her podcast is like on airplanes. No, Forbes. 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 Yeah. Uh, I remember Jesse. I did a word map. Remember, I was like, I feel like we're talking about the same things, and so I I highlighted the whole spreadsheet, Corey. I'm yeah. talking thousands of rows. And I put it in a word map and like the top three words were government, uh, hack and regulation. And I was like, this is silly. This is getting silly. Like this is all that's happening. And that was years ago. That was 2018. Yeah. That was 2018. That was- so now we're, now we probably in the same situation where we- <laughs> spreadsheet would be no different. If we did that spreadsheet, it would be the exact same word map. Yeah. And you might see some like layer twos. Or layer one, but anyway, so that was that was a thing. That was a thing. I remember it was really tough at first because Corey was in Brazil, Mm -hmm. right? And that was you were either two hours behind or four hours behind, according to like 
it was the daylight savings time. Yeah, the way the daylight savings times worked was the opposite. So like, you'd go back, you'd go back, and I go forward, and so yeah. it's like spread out the time zone difference. Granted, we did it every single Saturday morning. Yeah, it was really tough to record when you were in Brazil, but it was still fun, right? Because it's it loud. Do you yeah. have birds in the background? Oh, yeah. and motorcycles. What's going on in Brazil? Motorcycles. That's what I want to know. Streets uh, suck. Yeah, there, it, was, it was a lot of cool. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Two people. If you're in crypto right now, you've been in crypto for a very long time. Um, crypto was a lot different 10 years ago. Whole lot. I'll just say that. Now, one of the two people, two of the people in this whole space that will kind of like reinstill I can just call it faith now because it is what it is. We know the technology is lagging. It's going to get there hopefully one day, but it'll reinstill your faith in why this stuff even started and why it's important in the first place. And those two people are Andreas Antonopoulos and Eric Voorhees. I think those two together are very articulate when they speak about Bitcoin and what it offers and what it doesn't. And when they speak about Ethereum and what it offers and what it doesn't. Anybody else... I don't know. And on the very opposite end of that spectrum, there's one person, and his name is BitBoy. Don't listen to that guy. Jesus Christ. That's I don't the think I've ever even seen him. He's yeah, Alex Jones of crypto. It's bananas, this, this guy. It's he's I can't stand him. But those are the two people. I don't know. That's my opinion. What do you think? Well, we've interviewed two of them, and I've never even seen or heard of the other one until recently. So that gives you at least like I'd agree with that. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. I would say Andreas probably still holds the largest number of interviews we, we had with one person. Mm. Eric has, I think, three. He had like, Andreas had like seven. No, it's Goon now. Across the whole network, it's Goon. Uh, across the whole network, it's probably Goon. But like, also, like, it'd be Avalanche because I interviewed a few other people outside of Goon. Mm-hmm. But that's still close. I don't know. We can, you can do a search on the website, bitcoinpodcast.com, and probably come up with uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. So one thing we can reassure you guys listening still, thank you, right? Uh, we know we've got a core audience and you guys stick around. And we're going to continue to release the hashing it out on this feed, right? We're going to continue to do hashing it out. We're going to continue to release content here as well. You're going to find it. Um, uh, but we're just kind of kind of pump the brakes on the Bitcoin podcast. Now, obviously, we're not idiots. We're keeping the hell out of that domain. Right. Come on now. The Bitcoin podcast.com. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's 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 staying. That's nobody's. That's not going anywhere. Unless somebody's like, here's a super check for that domain. And we'll be like a super check, you say. Yeah, I'll take a super check. <laughs> a super check. We like super checks. Right. But other than that, we're going to we're going to hang on to that. And we're going to keep pumping this feed out to you guys. And obviously it's sticking because 4 million downloads in total is not bad. Obviously it's not Rogan numbers, but no one. The Rogan is like here uh-huh. and second place is like in the, uh, on the opposite side of the planet. Like when it comes uh-huh. to, to podcast numbers. Right. So <laughs> did you put that up there? Yeah. <laughs> 250,000 FTT tokens. For the domain, twenty dollars. Hmm. <laughs> so, um, 
What was your favorite show out of all the shows that we had on the network? Actually, take that back. What was your least favorite show on the network? Oh, I don't know my least favorite show, but I know my least favorite moment when Block Channel was kind of, we were syndicating Block Channel. Uh My least favorite moment was when we had on this project who was talking about making a galaxy and then- That's Urbit. They're getting popular now. I like Urbit. Are you serious? Yeah, they're getting really popular now. It's cool. I got so pissed in that interview. You were mad. You were so mad at the naming conventions of this thing. I was I like, they were kind of cool. It was a really good episode too. I thought it was a great episode. Dude was pissed off. I was mad. I left mid-interview. I just left. Really? Yeah, I just left because I was like, "Why are you? You? Why? What? Nobody wants to slingshot around a star. Why don't you just say steak? Why don't you just say steak? What's going on? I was just mad. Um, I was mad. Well, obviously, you know, they were onto something, but um. My yeah, favorite. Corey bought a Corey bought a planet, and I bought a planet too. Yeah, I should have bought a fucking star a long time ago when we watch, had that episode. It would have been cheap. Yeah. Watch me be the bigger fool. I didn't know. Uh, my least favorite episode of the Bitcoin podcast. Hmm. I don't know. They were all really, really fun to record. Uh, I know my least favorite person to interview was about uh, show. What was your What was your least favorite show on the network? My least favorite show was the one with um, the, I think she's a lobbyist. But the law one? No, the law? no, no, no. She's, this was a long time ago. She was, she was like, right when we, when we got first got into Bitcoin, she was right on the level like Meltem, Meltem Demure. I think that's her name. And she's brunette lady. I'd have to go back in the catalog. Wait, you're asking about a show on the podcast network, right? No, he's yeah. asking about a show on the Bitcoin podcast. I'm no, talking, he's about talking about the show on the network. Like one of like, the shows on the network. Oh, like our shows on the network the, that we had. Like, oh, I know exactly. The one. I don't the, think I ever listened to that, so I'd probably say that that's I, the one I probably didn't like. Right up there with that and the the DJ, the music one, because that music one got us banned on Spotify, and that probably hurt us. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that probably hurt. I liked our, him though, because Spotify was blowing up. Right. But he in one of his episodes, he used music he shouldn't have. And then Spotify banned us. And then we've never been able to get back on Spotify. And that and that's been years like where I'm like, hey, guys, we've done everything you ask. Can we get back on Spotify? And they're like, yeah, no, the answer is no. You've got to go talk to this random agency that represents musicians. And I go talk to them. I remember you tried doing that for like a whole year. Yep. And I just. I just gave up. It's at this point where there, I'm still like, I called them back in August. I called them beginning of August and I said, Hey, remember me? The guy that's just trying to get a show back on Spotify. Like, yeah, we're still working remote, so we can't really do anything. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything now. It's 2022. Everybody's <laughs> working remote. Can you please fix our Spotify? And they're like, see what we can do. Got, can't make any promises. Uh, that's my least favorite show because that 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 hurt us actually because Spotify is now blown up as a place for podcasting and we were right in there at the beginning of it. We were the we were the yeah, first crypto show oh, on great. Spotify, and I was like, this is dope. I thought that was a really big deal, and then uh, that show got us effed in the A. We don't even have it on the website anymore because of it. Um, that was my least favorite show. Sorry, DJ. I think you were an okay DJ, but you messed us up, man. So, Let's see, what do we have here? Archive uh, announcements. 
Whoa. Uh, blocked by design, bullpen podcast, those Ether, hashing it out, on ramping with the NFT QT, Bitcoin podcast. You know, I think I think I disliked NFT QT the most, despite it being popular. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't really like Q. Fair enough. He is Fair enough. he has never really contributed in any way, shape, or form other than us letting him have a podcast on our network. Mm-hmm. So I remember that. that, that also, like the way. like forty different instances of hey, I got an idea. Let's try this. To then it never happening. Yeah, he's. I'll tell you something about Q. He's got the man a knows his stuff. He's got, a, he's got a severe grind, and he knows how to Bef- do things that are good for him. Before the onslaught of crypto influencers, he literally sat me down. This is a three-hour conversation I had with you, Q. You remember it. And he sat me down and he said, look, look at all these tools I use. And he uses all these tools to scrub the internet for what to talk about. He was like, nobody's talking about Bitcoin on YouTube still. It's weird. I don't get it. You need to be that guy. He's like, even if you're making five-minute videos in your hotel room, talk about Bitcoin Put a bunch of hashtags, use these words, and boom, oh, it's gonna blow up. He knows up. how the internet works. And he knows how to like, like leverage himself really well. I just I, like actual legitimate community contribution. And he does not have that. Fair enough. And yeah, NFTQT was a very well-made show, though, I think. I could say oh, it was. It was no, it, he well made a great show. It did not help us in any way, shape, or form. I mean, there's a lot of people still listening to NFTQT. Good, good for him. Is he is he publishing it still? No, he mm. stopped right around the time we charged. So, oh, that's weird. As soon as that's we were like, weird. "Hey, man, we're not gonna do this for free anymore," he was like, "Well, that's well, he also had deal. his uh, CNBC my... thing, right?" Oh, that's true. He did get on CNBC, so that probably yeah. stopped some things as well. But um, my. My least favorite interview was that lady, though. I don't even remember her name. That's how I was like, this. Yeah, it was was an interview. It was early. She was a brunette. She was go to like go to the Bitcoin podcast and go to like the first. Let's go through like the first 30 episodes. I'll be able to spot it off the bat. That's the most recent stuff. You got to go to the large numbers. Our our thumbnails took a hit. I I really wish... (laughs) Like Cello did such an outstanding job with 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 the structure and thumbnails of things. Yeah, man, he killed it. Yeah, he did. He's still Christopher killed it. For, no, Same. she's amazing. I low key had a I, I episode ten a bottoms up guests alcohol because <laughs> we oh, kept shit hammered every ten episodes. <laughs> Torsten Hoffman, Perianne Boring. That's her. That's and it was boring, dude. I did not like that. I did not like that interview. I didn't like that show. Uh, I was I was just like, God, you are, and you are supposed to. Do be you doing find financial talk a bit boring this week? We provide not so boring perspective on economics. So, um, you know that feed is still going strong, Libsyn. What? Yeah, it's getting like ten thousand dollars a month, Libsyn for us. I hope people aren't making decisions off those early episodes. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys, those those episodes are fun episodes. Just go listen to them. But uh, my most favorite, I have to say, my most favorite 
thing that we interviewed. I really loved when we would interview just average people trying to use Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. One of my That's favorite true. moments was calling that Burger King that, that was down the street from where I lived and asking if they, if they took Bitcoins. And they were like, what's the, oh, the stats page still works? Oh, yeah. Stats page still works. Oh, this wow. is up until, let's see here. Bullpen Podcast 21 is when I stopped updating this. Okay. But that's a manual update, so none of that stuff is accurate right now. Yeah, so I'm saying I saw I had to manual update it. it. said, like, awesome stats, dude. Cumulative downloads over time versus daily downloads. Man, that's dope. All interactive and shit. That's you know, pretty slick. Downloads and blat out. Ooh, that's that? pretty slick. Yeah, let's see. Monthly downloads, like average, like the average statistics on what day people are listening to us. Oh, no. Versus the number of episodes released on that day. Average downloads per episode. <laughs> like that. You look, can see what the bear market hit. Look, look, our <laughs> downloads literally look like a crypto chart. Look at that. <laughs> look at that shit, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is slick. Um, yeah, my favorite episode was the chicken guy from Australia. He was so chill. There was a chicken farmer who sold eggs. That's probably why I align with the chicken project right now. Honestly, it was such a cool dude. He sold eggs. He created like an egg economy with Bitcoin of his like local that was farmers like episode. Right. And they would only pay. They would pay him in Bitcoin to rent his chickens. Right. So they could sell the eggs from that chicken. Mark Burgunder. Yep. That's him. Yep. Episode that's him. 17. Buddha yeah. Organics. I wonder if that's still available. I wonder what he's doing There's now. No way. Packs full. Jeez. God, that's old. He's in Queensland. Oh. So let's see. Uh, is, is this still available? There's no way this still works. Oh. Job openings. Oh, do you remember Corey and I got swept up in a Corey and I got swept up in a scam. We we got swept up in a scam back in the day. Uh, Which one? Oh, the B Neo B Neo B Neo B the crypto bank. Like this tells you how long and just the scams and scummy behavior. Like as soon as something new is hot on the streets, the first people in are the fucking scams and scums. Like they're like, oh, nobody knows about this. I'm about to take advantage. Right. And so there was a bank supposedly in Greece called Neobe, N-E-O-B-E-E. And it was going to be the first Bitcoin bank. These people had fake signs made, fake big neon signs. They had an entire fake lobby made. They had fake people hired to play like bank clerks. And I was like, dude, look, it's a bank. And Corey was like, holy shit, it is a bank. And, you know, you're young and you do stupid things. Because now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, Bitcoin bank. I don't know about that. There wasn't a lot of due diligence there. <laughs> None at all. And so I was like, dude, all you got to do to invest is just send some Bitcoin to this, this wallet right here. I did and- the, uh, <laughs> the like micro loans. I did, I did a lot of that. And like, I still... I think net net. I actually think I came out on top with that because, like, I pulled out like a Bitcoin like last year from that platform because, like, all the loans no, that defaulted and finally paid something back or whatever. 
forgot what it's called. Oh, I was fuck? not going to say it. I think it's still operating. I was doing uh, that too. Shit. I should probably look at it. Remember, there's still, there's, I guarantee you, they have a non trivial amount of money on that thing. Fuck. I'm going to get the name of that after the show. Wow. I could have some Trump change in my pockets. I'm not even I'll find it. Remember it. Um, we had a bot. We, God, we've done a lot of things. Yeah, we did a trading bots. Yeah. We did. And that trading did, bot did pretty damn good. It didn't do as good as our just win, winning it. Like we That's just true. like when we, so we had a, we had a collective group that we poured money into a crypto mm-hmm. into. And then we just like said, let's trade this now. And they're like, okay, cool. And then we just do that. Like that performed like way better than our bot. Yeah, they did. We doing um, what? Trading. Yeah. Yeah. We traded. Oh. You know trading, Jesse. Jesse knows trading. He's a yeah. he's a trading warrior over here. Don't let the smooth taste fool your audience. This man right here, he could trade. Jesse, you're probably one of those people that could take a penny and turn it into a house. Got it. No. Aren't you, no. Don't lie. No, I can't. <laughs> I always think it's funny how you stumbled upon our show. And I don't even think you've listened to much of our show, honestly. I'm going to be 100%. No. Yep, I knew it. No. I knew you'd only listen to like, like three episodes. And I just, I enjoyed making a podcast with you and just hanging out and learning more about the space. Because back then I was still working at, a, at an engineering firm. And it was like true. in my off time in the evenings that I would just hang out with you guys. And I was, I was trading like a degen with uh, Joe back in the day in Slack and Price Talk Channel. I think I created, no, somebody else created Price Talk Channel. Um, uh, I did because I didn't want it in the general channel. Yeah, because we were we were we were tearing it up. Talking about <laughs> yeah, I didn't want shit. people. I didn't want the, the like the focus of the general channel to be about price. So we made the pricing channel, and now it's like one of the main channels. You're ripping and a tearing. Yeah. <laughs> ripping and a tearing. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. I have a meeting for work happening okay. uh, two minutes ago. Yeah. All right. Thank so, you everybody uh, for listening for all of these years. Yeah. We are still going strong, but we're at yep. hashing it out and we're doing more technical related. Hashingout.com, hashingout.stream, hashingout.basically yeah. every other top level domain. Uh, hey, eventually we'll all point to the same page, but right now hashingout.com is where you find the info. Yeah. And here's something I don't do very often. If you know someone or are someone, you know, interested in sponsoring the show, that gets you know tens of thousands of downloads a month, which doesn't sound like a lot when you're we're dealing with these such large numbers on YouTube. But this is an audio focused podcast, so those numbers mean something. People are like driving in their car, they're at the gym, walking on the treadmill, they're doing some sh- shit in their home, and we're just talking to them in their ear like this. Oh, and people, I guarantee mm-hmm. someone has been listening to us while having sex. I know they have. No way. I know for a fact. I know. For you know a for fact a fact. Yeah. You, what you were you listening to yourself while having sex? Not on purpose, <laughs> but it did happen. Not on purpose. What do you mean? It doesn't you don't accidentally turn on the Bitcoin podcast. So here's the deal. I turned on the Bitcoin podcast. I put it on YouTube. I put it on my TV. I wanted to listen to us talk. And then my girlfriend came in the room. Not the girlfriend I have now, but the girlfriend I had before. And she, you know, she wanted to she wanted to get a little freaky. Blah, 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 blah. She wanted to do some freaky freak. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say no. I said, welcome to the Bitcoin podcast, baby. That's what I said. Ready to get your dose of ether? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for the business. I don't know what you want me to tell you. (laughs) Welcome to the bullpen. Take it to the bullpen podcast? No. um, 
but yes, not only me, but I'm pretty sure someone else has too. Just the odds are there, right? And some the somebody odds, the told me once. So I had a coworker tell me this with our boss present. He was like, wrap up. He goes, I listen to you while I sleep sometimes, and I was like, <laughs> what? And, he's like, and then my boss was like, what did he say? And I was like, ah, and he's like, no. And I was like, yeah, that was weird. Anyways, let's wrap this up. And let's kick it old school. Where's it? Yeah, where are your First? shout outs with the Wait, ladies? You want those? Yeah. Want those? Hold yeah, on. I, I got, got you. Some, I got you, boo. Here, this one. No, this one. There you go. Shout out to Doja Cat. You keep doing your thing, girl. Hold on. Go back to her. I want everyone to notice that she's got an exceptionally rectangular forehead and no one talks about it enough. It's perfectly two of those sides are the same congruent as the you know what I'm saying it's the definition of a rectangle I'm not gonna spit out the top of my head alright next one <laughs> shout, out. <laughs> shout out to Lil Nas X man you're still doing your thing I'm pretty sure in about three years no one will remember you but it's all good uh, that's Steve Harvey's daughter Lori Harvey shout out to you alright shout out oh, that's the last one Oh my gosh, shout out to old long neck, wide smile, Zoe Saldana, doing your thing. Tried. Uh, Tried so hard for years. Yeah, you're, you're never going to come on my show, especially now that you're being sued for some stupid shit you did in 2018. But I still think you're awesome. And let me look and see it. Okay. I think you look like a very nice, extremely large 10 foot alien with dense bones. Ten foot blue alien. All I'm saying is, I'd I'd hook my ponytail. Ready for round two of that? I am. Did you notice that the loincloth on her got smaller? Oh my god! Because that's the only thing I saw in that trailer, baby. Saw a whole lot of water too. Wetness. Oh, we're still going shout-outs. Oh, shout-out to Tessa Thompson. Shout-out to (laughs) Natalie Portman. Shout-out to uh, (laughs) Ryan Gosling as Ken. Shout out to I didn't know we got more shout outs. There you go. Last one. Shout out to Q. <laughs> Corey's doing it. Thanks for nothing. All right, Joe. All right. Play the outro.